we're into Thursdays. You're you're obviously way into the Shenandoah prep, getting set for that one. But since we haven't had a chance to talk about last week, what a win for you guys, a 39-38 thriller against Hamden Sydney what a game it was yeah really it really was and, and it, I mean it was back and forth the entire day um you know we uh we had a great stop to start the game three and uh, maybe not a three and out but a, a good defensive stop on a fourth down and um then went down and, and drove the length of the field uh it ended up being all run plays it wasn't called all run plays we had a couple <laughs> scrambles so uh but our our offensive line considers it all runs and, yeah that's and right punched it in and um, and then they came out and threw a trick play at us the, the next series and, and had a big touchdown, and it was really back and forth from that point on yeah. until the very end. I say, just looking at the, the box score, just kind of trading blows back and forth, and then it, it, they, they take the lead 38-31 pretty early in the fourth quarter. It's That's kind of right. back and forth. Then you get a 13-play 88-yard drive. Was it all runs on that drive? No, it wasn't all <laughs> runs, but it, it was a lot of runs. No, we had, we had a bunch of big completions to Tyler Gillum on that drive. Okay. Well, 13 plays, 88 yards. It took 6.02 off the clock. You scored 23 seconds left to make it 38-37. Right. You decide to go for two. Was that always the plan? Yeah, that, that was really the plan from the very beginning. I mean, from the time that that drive was starting, um, you know, on our headsets, we can click over, and, and Mike Giancola, our, our defensive coordinator, our assistant head coach, clicked over and said, hey, you know, Scott, I really think if we score here, we should go for two. You know, time willing, all, all those things. And um, and so, you know, we had it worked out to, to begin with. So we knew, especially as we were getting close, once we got inside the 10, we really felt confident that we were going to score just mm-hmm. the way we'd been running the ball right. all day. And um, and so, you know, we came out. And that, then we had a trade timeout. So it was, Did you? It was kind of a, <laughs> a, a nerve-wracking, maybe not nerve-wracking, but a lot of different planning happening right there. Uh, at the end of the game. Did you have the one two-point play? Did you have it dialed up? Did you ever change your mind with the timeouts going back and forth? Did you have the one play that you wanted? Yeah, we did. No, no. I mean, we we had our one. We had practiced for the week and and practiced it a bunch and um, came out and it really has a pretty specific look and um, they called timeout. We didn't think we hadn't quite got lined up yet and so we came out again after the timeout lined up in it and they were they were lined up to match us, so we called timeout. And, um, you know, luckily with the new college football rules, uh, they didn't have a timeout anyways. But they wouldn't have been able to call another timeout after they had seen our, our look. And um, and luckily, I, I hadn't called a timeout yet because if good, not, yeah. we would ha- we would have to live with it or take right. the delay a game and um, or just kick you know take the delay a game, kick the extra point, and go into overtime. So uh, no, we changed we changed our call, and okay. uh, Malcolm Anderson ended up running it in, and uh, really a great effort by him and. Uh, it wasn't by much, maybe, maybe a couple ball links was that, it? that he got in. And so, um, you know, it's one of those plays where you can see the defense is waving that he doesn't get in. But uh, the, the side judge from that side ran in right away and, and had a good look at it. And, um, you know, it was a no-doubter touchdown. What was no-doubter two-point play. What was the thought about going for two? Did you just feel like at, at that point in time, let, let's just try and end this thing right here? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, yeah, I mean, we played well in moments on defense. But uh, I think, you know, to Mike's point, like, Hey, this is a group. Yeah, I'm not that, sure we can stop them. Let's go. Yeah, let's go and, win it right and now. at some point we were going to have to go for two. And, and yeah. you know, I think it, and, and he talked about this in hindsight. And it was good advice by him of, um, yeah, you'd hate to be the group if we had lost the toss, gone out, scored in overtime, gone for one, and then they say, hey, we're going to go, go out, score, two. and then right. go for two, and, and they get the opportunity to make that decision. And so, right. um, you know, we we made the decision, and I, I made the decision, and, and it ended up working out for our ball club. It did, 39-38 the final score. And, and you mentioned you, you ran the football pretty effectively 
Uh, you ran for 360. Kennedy Fontleroy obviously was the ODAC player of the week offensively. He won some national awards. Uh, ran for 246, four touchdowns. Malcolm ran for over 100 yards. Yep. Uh, you had it going with your, with your offensive line, didn't you? Yeah, we sure did. I mean, those guys, um, and, and we knew it was going to be a physical game. I mean, that was really one of our big keys was how we ran the ball was going to be a big determining factor in the outcome of that game. And, um, you know, with, with Kennedy's explosion and, and his speed, I mean, uh, honestly, there was probably he had a 30-yard run right before his 40-yard run that we thought was going to be 70, and uh, so I think it, he surprised a couple of his teammates that he didn't take it the distance. So you know, credit to those guys on, on the way they pursued the football. But um, you know, three runs over 30 yards it, it, that'll that'll help out your your yardage total pretty quickly. It will. You know, talk about your offensive line in, in that group because now you're back with those guys. Um, they obviously played really well in that football game, but have you been pretty happy with how they've played throughout the entire year? Yeah, oh, oh yeah, and, and I mean, it, it's, a, it's a hard position. You know, they, uh, they don't get easy days in practice very often. You know, <laughs> right. they're getting bumped into, um, they're having, to, they're having to, to run into one another, be physical, and, um, you know, and we've, been, we've been healthy, so that's been, you know, knock on right. wood, that's been something that, that's really been a, a good benefit. Um, we're deep. I mean, I think, you know, between – how we've recruited there the last few years has, has really helped. Um, you know, they've got a great foundation and, and a really solid offensive line coach that used to coach them in Kyle Rigney. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, I was really taking over a, an experienced group, a group that had played a lot. And, um, you know, really, really fortunate to be able to, to work with those guys now. We're talking to Scott Lem, head football coach of the Bridgewater Eagles, as they are now 3-1. and one. They get set to go to Shenandoah coming up this weekend. We're going to talk to Cal Perkey, special teams coordinator of the Eagles here, coming up as we continue from Bojangles. Come out and join us, if you will, and enjoy some Bojangles for lunch. Talk about Kennedy. We, I know when, when, when he had a, a big game a couple of weeks ago, we talked a little bit about him. But talk about him and just his, his development into what he's now become so far this year. Is it, is it surprising to you? Yeah, I, I don't know that the – I mean, I think the, the – Overall production has probably been a little bit of a surprise, yeah. but um, you know we knew he could be our, our lead back. You know, uh, a year ago before he got hurt, I mean he had a, he had two really dynamic touchdown runs um, and was a part of really kind of a, a three-headed monster in him, Ronald Robinson and mm-hmm. Albert Mensa. And, um, but he, he was starting to take off at that point too as being our dynamic guy. So he got hurt last year, right? He got hurt last year, after yeah. Like three after, games? after three games, okay. that's right, that's right, and so. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's just shown that he's not just a speed guy, though. I mean, uh, one of his long touchdown runs, he broke a tackle at, at the point of attack and made another guy miss not, not far after that. And, but it, just his overall acceleration is, is really superb and, um, you know, pretty elite for our level and mm-hmm. uh, w- was able to take it 60. And um, I, I think one of the great things about him, though, is as many yards as he put up, he was one of the key blocks on our two-point play. Was he? So, you know, a lot of Malcolm Anderson's yards were called quarterback runs. Right. And Kennedy was in for those as, as the key blocker. And so, you know, what a help that is when, when you don't have to substitute out and people can say, okay, right. hey, now it's not going to the running back. We can focus in on him and um, to be able to, to have that two-headed monster back there of, of Malcolm and, and Kennedy on Saturday was really a big thing. And he's a track guy too, right? Yeah, track guy real, really fast and um, has, has been able to score some points in the ODAC. This past year, because of his injury, was still kind of recovering from that. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I would expect him to have a, a big spring this coming up year on the track. Hey, was he more of a track guy trying to play football, or was he a football guy trying to do track, or was it a little bit of both? Yeah, probably a little bit of both. He yeah. comes from Franklin High School in Maryland, which is just a great high school program. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think it, at the time there was a lot. They, they were really deep at running back, so it wasn't like he was their, you know, pr- premier, prim- primary running back either right. there. and. 
Um, and, you know, I, I think uh, you like guys that do both, especially at your skill For positions. Sure. Absolutely. And he came from Allegheny College, right? Was it, did he, he did, start yeah. there? He did. He was there during COVID, so he never actually, okay. he never actually was physically there. They didn't report. So he did, he did a semester there at Allegheny without ever actually being there. I was talking to somebody the other day that got hired. Oh, it was the uh, assistant volleyball coach at JMU. They were just like, yeah, I got hired March of 2020 and then was on a pause for, for quite some time. But it seems like so long ago now. It sure right? does. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> it really does. And we're talking to Scott Lem, head football coach at Bridgewater College. They said at 3-1, and one, they get set for Shenandoah coming up this week. And, you know, talk a little bit about some of the ebbs and flows of the game this, this past week. Your defense did struggle a little bit to stop them, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, I think it, we had some big fourth down stops for sure. And uh, I thought, you know, from a physical standpoint, you look at – When they needed to make some stops, they we, made some yeah, stops, when, right? when we got into situations where they, they were going to run the ball, that they struggled to do that. Yeah, and, I mean, they, they've got a really experienced receiving crew. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I mean, the, the one, one man who went off, I mean, 83, you know, that was a guy in years past that had really been a dynamic player for them and, yeah. and just hadn't put up any numbers. And so, um, you know, we knew they had that kind of explosive ability and – um, yeah, they did a good job about finding some windows. We were a little unsure on the quarterback on who that might be. And, um, yeah, that guy came out and had another good game in, uh, in Puccinelli. And, um, and, and so, yeah, but – You made him pretty one-dimensional, though, didn't you? Yeah, we did really we, – we made him pretty one-dimensional. And so I think, you know, as they got behind the chains, we were able to, you know, keep them there. In fact, on, on the drive before we went and scored, we had a – they had a penalty, and, and that ended up being really critical to, to get them behind the chains and, and make them be first and 20 and – um, you know, just not be able to get over that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there was a lot of areas we could improve on in defense for sure. But, um, you know, it wasn't like it, it, it was just a back-and-forth game. And, yeah. and, you know, in our league, we're gonna, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get those. That's the one that you mentioned that. And, and, again, I see that every week. No matter what, what league it is, no matter who it is, when you get into league play, it's just different, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you guys sure. know each other, and, right. and it's harder to stop them. It's, just, right. it's just different. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and, I mean, you know, I mean, that's a team I've competed against since you know, I started coaching the ODAC in 2009. And so, yeah. you know, a lot of similarities still to this day, even though, you know, Coach Favret doesn't call the offense and they're going to do defensive coordinator. But, you know, there's just so much carryover between recruiting and, and how often you've seen them, how you study them, and, and mm-hmm. all those things. And so, um, honestly, out of the game, I mean, I, you know, it, I wouldn't say I was displeased with our defense. I think, you know, but uh, we got into a game where we've depended on our defense so much throughout the years right. um, that that the other side gets to look at it and go, man, we got to depend on our offense. They picked, they picked your D guys. up a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so um, I would say this, we've had a lot more games where we depended on the defense from an <laughs> offensive perspective and, and yeah. vice versa. And so. I think that's always a good thing to see for your team. No question. We're talking to Scott Lamb, head football coach at Bridgewater College. They did defeat Hamden Sydney this past week. 39-38 gets set for Shenandoah. We'll talk about that as we continue. Uh, tell me about Coach Perky. He's here. We're going to talk to him here in a little bit. But uh, what's, what's he meant to your coaching staff and your special teams? Yeah, a lot. I mean, uh, you know, Kyle Perky's a guy that came on staff for us in, in the spring of 2019. And, um, you know, Coach Clark was our head coach then, led our program, and, and he and I went up and, and interviewed Coach Perky and, and was really a no-brainer at the time. You know, the guy, you walked out of the interview going, you know, we don't need to talk to anybody else. And, uh, and, and it's really been that way from the time he started with us and uh, came into our program and had just a, a dynamic group of linebackers, four seniors in, in a room that, um, you know, an All-American and, uh, and in there and uh, all-conference players and, um, and really challenged those guys to get better. And, and they really accepted it. And, I mean, our season went a lot of the way that those guys played, and they were really critical to that. And, you know, as, as our staffing has adjusted and, and Kyle's taken over our special teams, I mean, 
has really done an excellent job there a year ago you know we lead the we lead the nation in kickoff return average we're we're top five in net punting with Garrett Graves back there but then also our unit that we put behind it uh, you know and then hey this year we've already had a kickoff return for a touchdown <laughs> we've had a, an exciting an exciting fake punt for a touchdown and um, you know just somebody that I, I think our players obviously recognize puts a lot of investment and a lot of time in, into what he does with our special teams and then um, you know, also into into them as people, and it's paid off in, in a big way. You know, that I was talking with Mike a couple weeks ago. We, we talked to Tim last week. It seems like this staff is really connected, that you guys, you've done a good job of, of keeping guys that maybe you were an assistant with, that you, again, saw their value and, and respected them so much. But has that helped to have these relationships with, with, with you and the other coaches? Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think we've got a staff that's willing to, to uh, one, speak pretty freely, two, you know, has really good ideas all the time. And, um, you know, we're not a big staff, so we're really dependent on one another. Right. And, uh, and so there's a lot of different hats that we wear. I mean, you know, obviously Kyle coordinates the special teams, coaches the linebackers uh, in the off season, helps organize all the equipment <laughs> and, and the ordering. And so right. that, that's smooth. Um, you know, he warms our guys up. He's our, he's our hype guy there and, and, <laughs> and our flex guy. And, um, you know, and, and so, you know, I think ha- having people that, that you can depend on, especially in my role that, um, I mean, I, I don't have a lot of input on special teams. I mean, he comes to me and, and um, you know, we go over it and, and I understand it. And, and I spend some time, I, I, run our, I run our scout group for special teams, but um, it's really something that, that, you know, it's good to have somebody you can have that can have full autonomy and, and do it at such a high level. Yeah, when they feel that trust, too, from the head coach, I mean, that they, they want to do it even better. Did, were you okay with the fake punt? It went for a touchdown, so you're okay with that. Were you okay yeah, we, originally? We had talk, yeah, we had talked about it on Friday. and uh, <laughs> I mean, it's really a good story behind it. Uh, you should ask Kyle about it here okay. in a minute uh, on how that, how that transpired. But um, it was one – I mean, we didn't practice it probably until Wednesday. <laughs> really? and, uh, and then Thursday again. And, um, yeah, as we met on Friday and kind of went through scenarios, I said, you know, hey, let, let's get ready for it. And, um, you know, I, I, we talk about special teams being our edge. That was really a mentality that Kyle brought to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kind of a mantra that he brought to it. And so in doing so, it can't just be about trading possessions. Yeah. You know, it's got to be about gaining an advantage. And, and so we'll look, we'll look at, and, hey, we'll take opportunities. And sometimes they don't work out. We try to bunt on Saturday, and it didn't work on our kickoff to try to steal a possession there. But, um, you know, I think somebody who can scheme it, scheme it with the idea of being aggressive and then, you know, when it's sound and you get to see it. And so, you know, you become a buyer as far as, um, and, and you know, I, I buy into the idea too, and, and can see the see the time he spent into it, and then the coaching. Um, it, it makes it pretty easy to be able to do things like that. I know you take a ton of pride in the special teams, don't you? I mean, you guys really feel like you can have an edge, and that can win a football game for you. Yeah, it sure, it sure can. And, and uh, I mean, I, I think it, it's something that for for my coaching career, I mean, Mike Clark was always so instrumental in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the focus and the attention to detail that he put on it. I mean, we've got quality kickers. We've got quality snappers. We, we try to recruit that position really hard um, and know that, you know, it's a niche position, but it, it's going to make a big difference. It's and it's made a difference in our, yeah. our season this year in a negative way in some ways. And so, you know, I think for us, a, being critical as we move into our recruiting and offseason, knowing that, um, you know, we've got some big jobs that are coming open and available that uh, that we've got to be prepared to fill and, and mm-hmm. not just fill for today, but you know fill for the future if we right. want to if we want to remain 
you know, consistent through the years. We're talking to Scott Lim, head football coach at Bridgewater College. They play Shenandoah this week. We'll talk about that in a second. You know, we were talking with Tim last week about your quarterbacks, and Malcolm was pretty efficient the other day. He 12 for 17, threw for 148, did have one pick, but only was sacked one time, had the uh, the touchdown as well, and then ran for 106. But were you happy with how he played? Yeah, and even his pick, I mean, his arm got hit right as he was yeah. throwing, and so, um, you know, that's one of those ones. He gets it in the, at sure. the end of the year, but – um, really, that's on a couple guys who are up front blocking. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, he's a, that's one of those quarterbacks sometimes gets too much of the blame. No doubt. And, uh, no, I'm really, really pleased with him. I mean, um, you know, pretty gutty performance. Took a couple hits in that game. I'm sure that, he did, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you, uh, you look at it and you go, man, uh, I hope he gets back up and, um, you know, play the next one. And, and you know, had a, had a big, long touchdown pass to Montez Green. That was good. And, um you know, just some critical throws there in that last drive beyond using his feet. And, uh, you know, anytime you have a quarterback, though, that, that is a danger with his feet, both as a called run and as a scrambler, uh, really makes it a challenge on the defense. So it does, no we're, doubt. we're probably expecting a, some sort of spy this week for sure. We're down to Scott Lamb, head football coach at Bridgewater College. And this week you get Shenandoah, a team that's also 3-1. and one. Uh, they, they beat Ferrum in their ODAC opener last week, 38-3. to three. But what do you see on film from Shenandoah? Yeah, I mean uh, – Again, one of those teams you're really familiar with. This will yeah. be the fifth time we've played them since 2021. Because so. you guys, in that spring season, you played them uh, three times. I was going to say, three I times. knew at least twice. Yeah, three times. So <laughs> I guess this will be the sixth time we've played them since then. We've played them five. Wow. And, uh, yeah, three times in the spring, once in the fall of 21, and <laughs> last year again. And, um, you know, just a program you're really familiar with. Yeah. Um, you know, a dynamic secondary. I mean, gosh, long and uh, really physical um, play, you know, they, they attack the football in, in their secondary. Some new guys up front um, that they try to cause chaos with, a, an experienced offensive line, an experienced quarterback, um, and then a, an offense that's spread out enough that uh, and with a quarterback that, that can really hurt you with both his feet and his arm, kind of like I just mentioned about Malcolm. Right. That um, you know, it'll be a great test for both sides of the football. I was going to say they they seem pretty balanced offensively. Yeah, really, really balanced, and especially for an offense that I think you define as an air raid. Um, you know, years ago they put up big passing stats, but it, it's really been as they found their running game and their running attack, and um, that that they've been able to com- really complete some games, just mm-hmm. you know, eliminate some time on the clock and not right. have to rely so much on the pass. And uh, that, that's made it that's made it a huge challenge. I mean, you saw they had an eight-two year last year. Um, and, and again, are rolling into the season pretty pretty hot. It's their homecoming. It's sold out, so it'll be a great atmosphere up yeah, there. Yeah, it will, no doubt. You guys like going on the road? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I, I think Trying so. To I quiet mean, that little, crowd. A little bit smarter, a little bit smaller group. We've got a lot of tickets. I mean, between all the guys on our team from Maryland and Northern Virginia, sure. Uh, just that Winchester area itself. I yeah. mean. Uh, tickets have been hard to come by in, in, in our uh, in our comp list. So. so don't miss this one coming up on Saturday at Shenandoah. Right. You know, talk about that. You mentioned their, their secondary and their defense. Um, only giving about 16 points per, per football game. What are you seeing on that side of the football from them? Yeah, I mean, uh, so again, a group that uh, when they get you in third down, I mean, it, it really plays their strength because of how well they cover. Um, they've got a couple all-conference guys, a lot of familiar faces back there, guys who have played a lot of football for them. Um, and then just they do enough up front with their size and, and their physicality that they're going to put pressure on the passer. And, um, and then they've got a really dynamic uh, linebacker in number zero that I think he's leading the league right now in tackles at right around 50. And, um, you know, somebody that it, even when the quarterback does scramble can, can get to him usually before he gets that first down. So, um, yeah, it'll be – and then just getting to that point is hard. I mean, they, they, they give you enough looks up front that they're going to vary – all, all the different things that you need to do. You know, you think you've got them kind of dialed in, and then the next thing you know, right. they're twisting, they're stunting, 
they're they're changing up their look and uh, and just making a hard hard job on the offensive line. So. You know, they've got another week cut out for them, our guys up front, that, that they've got to be on their best. This be a big challenge. They're they're good football team, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, good football team, yeah. quality program. Coach Yoder does a, a really nice job there and has for a while now. Has this turned into a little bit of a rivalry, playing them so often here lately? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I think so for sure, and especially since they've come into the conference. And, yeah. You know, they five or six years, maybe even longer now that they've been a conference team, you know, that this is a conference game. Um, you know, we started to see them more in recruiting. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then just, yeah, their proximity is, right. is, is something that um, between, you know, how often we've played them, proximity, recruiting, <laughs> you know, all, all those things. It's That's how rivalry starts. We've played them close. All, all five of those games have been a touchdown or less. Have they really? And wow. so, you know, there's a, a, just a, a lot of history there too. All right, your, your biggest keys for a victory. Yeah, again, run the ball. Run the ball is going to be huge. Um, you know, being able to effectively effectively combat that secondary and find open space there. Um, and then defensively, you know, really, I think if we can keep him one-dimensional, you know, keep the quarterback in the pocket and uh, and limit his scramble ability, you know, he'll, he, he's going to be a big-time factor in this game, yeah. and, and we need to be, make sure that uh, we're able to limit what, what that factor is. Should be a lot of fun coming up on Saturday. It'll be up in Winchester, and the kickoff is a night game, so under the lights. Under the lights, that's right. That'll be under fun. the lights. Do you, be do, I've been talking to a lot of guys about this, because especially with a lot of the noon kicks now for JMU, all the players, the coaches, they love it because right. they don't have to sit around all day. Sure. Are you in that same mind? Would you rather have yeah, an earlier game? Yeah, it's unusual for us. Yeah, it's unusual for us. I think, hey, but, you know, it's their choice, home team's choice. Sure. The more time you play, it gives them a little bit of a, an advantage, you know, and uh, that, they, that they get to sit around at home, you know, and, and, and we'll wait. It's, it's close enough that we won't right. travel till the afternoon up there. Um, so we won't be sitting around for too long. But, um you know, it, uh, it it definitely is something I, I like to play under the sun. <laughs> I think it makes a difference. So we, we've done some things this week where we've gotten underneath the lights at, at our place and, and been able to practice under them. Get up to Winchester again. The Dukes are off. Shenandoah and uh, Bridgewater, that should be a good one on Saturday. 7 o'clock is that kickoff up in Winchester. I'm going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk to Kyle Perky. But, Coach, thank you so much, and good luck this weekend. All right, thanks, Dave. Appreciate you having me on. Appreciate it.